are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, let's talk. Coming to you Wednesday, let's talk a little. We're going to talk some uh, NBA because, obviously, basketball is a big game in town. The Phoenix Suns are a big part of it. DeAndre Ayton, Arizona Wildcat, great part of it. Then you can look over to the Warriors' side, and you can look at Steve Kerr. You can look at um, uh, Andre Iguodala, Bruce Frazier, all kinds of guys. So let's talk about what we saw last night. First and foremost, oh, by the way, Bruno, come here, Bruni. Mr. Bruno Luke is, hello, Bruno. All right. So anyways, um, Phoenix Suns, a lot of people had questions about what was going to go, what was going on with them. And it was 2-2 and it felt like a series that they should be able to stomp out the Dallas Mavericks because the Dallas Mavericks are essentially Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic. And oh yeah, by the way, a little bit more Luka Doncic. Um, and the Arizona Wild, or excuse me, <laughs> Arizona Wildcats, the Phoenix Suns went on their run of death, I guess has become kind of a cool term with the kids and uh, we're able to put the Mavericks away. Now, The uh, I don't feel great about where the Suns are for a couple different reasons. First and foremost, when and we'll start with the Arizona Wildcat factor, DeAndre Ayton. When you've got a guy like DeAndre Ayton, I believe that you need to get him the ball, and I believe you need to force-feed him the ball. And they don't do that. And so that leads them open, leaves them open to Devin Booker having a rough game or Chris Paul having a bad game and DeAndre Ayton becoming more of a rim runner. I don't love that because I think that he's good enough to be able to hop in there and be the guy that, you know, you go to. Like a lot of other big men around the country or, you know, in the NBA, he's a first round or first pick in the draft. He's got that kind of ability. Give the man the ball. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, Monty Williams was still, he was named NBA coach of the year for a reason. So I'm going to have to give him some props on there. He clearly knows, he clearly knows, uh, more about basketball than I do, but I don't feel great about it. I've never loved how they use Deandre Ayton, but I do think the one thing that this playoffs has shown is that you need to pay the guy. Um, there's a difference when JaVel McGee is in the game as good as JaVel McGee is or Bismack Biombo. There's just a difference. You know it when you see it, you don't necessarily have to guard those guys with Deandre Ayton. You have to guard him and he's become incredibly efficient shooting from the, uh, from the high post hook shots, you name it. Deandre Ayton has been able to do it so far and he's only getting better. He's an impressive guy all the way around. Um, I don't think you have to worry about him getting into any trouble. And so I think you pay him. He likes Phoenix. He's lived in Arizona for what the last six years. So I think that he's more than comfortable making this place his home. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Suns do as Chris Paul gets older because, you know, Chris Paul is getting a little long in the tooth. I believe he just turned 37, but you got a nice core already there, obviously. You've got Devin Booker. You've got uh, Mikel Bridges. You've got Cam Johnson. You've got a lot of nice pieces that are fitting in there, and I think that uh, DeAndre Ayton will be that guy that fits in very nicely with what they want to do. Um, I do understand the hesitancy of the Suns to a certain extent because Aiton is Aiton's not a superstar. 
Aiton's not the Embiid or the Jokic where you're just going to come in there and just push people around and, oh, by the way, I got 25 points on you. That's really not DeAndre Aiton's game, nor will it ever be. Um, it's a little disappointing in that because I thought he had that potential coming out, but at the end of the day, he's still a really good player. Phoenix Suns need to pay him. All right. You look at DeAndre Ayton and you might think to yourself, man, this guy's carved out of stone. He's buff. He's huge. He gets bigger each time I see him. Now, he obviously lifts weights, but there's also another part to it that also probably helps out there, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar is big in Arizona. It's big in Utah. If you see somebody big and strong, they're probably consuming Built Bar. You look on the Phoenix Suns, they got a lot of big, strong guys. I'm assuming the Built Bar is a big part of their routine. Get some Built Bar. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we just got done talking about the Phoenix Suns. Now let's transition over to the Golden State Warriors. What's fun about the U of A is that you got so many guys in the NBA in so many different capacities. On the court, you got DeAndre Ayton. Uh, it's crazy. You still got Lute Olsen players in the league like Andre Iguodala. Um, you got you look around, you got Aaron Gordon, you got Lowry Markinen, and that's been the case. Obviously not the you know, the, necessarily the players that you had with loot, where you had basically an assembly line of 20 point per game guys from Jason Terry to Gilbert Arenas to Mike Bibby to uh, Andre Godalit or Richard Jefferson. You can go on and on down the list, but there's a lot, there's a heavy influence. Look at the Golden State Warriors. Maybe Arizona's all-time favorite son, Steve Kerr, head coach of the Warriors, and uh, Andre Godala obviously there. Now, Steve Kerr didn't coach last game, and I think you've got to kind of wonder you know, they didn't look good, the Suns. And I think you got to wonder, or excuse me, the uh, Warriors, you got to wonder a little bit what exactly was the deal with uh, not playing as well. I think there's a lot of people that have the misconception that Steve Kerr basically just jumped in there and pressed some buttons, and uh, all of a sudden the Golden State Warriors were good, and he had nothing really to do with it. That's not the case. Mark Jackson, um, Yes, you give Mark Jackson some credit for drafting the guys, but at the same time, Mark Jackson uh, had no clue how to use the Warriors in the manner in which Steve Kerr does in that he tried to slow it down. Steve Kerr's saying, okay, I've got a lot of guys out here that can play. I'm going to let them run. And that's what he's done. Um, you And he can learn, too. He's not stubborn. I think what makes Steve Kerr fascinating is that he talked about when he took over for the Warriors that they're looking and – he's chastising Steph Curry for shooting all these crazy shots in practice. And then I, I don't know who it was. One of his assistants came over and said, yeah, you know, uh, we're keeping track and 65% of the shots that you're chastising for he's made. So he let Steph Curry go as most normal good coaches will. And I think that's certainly a testament to Steve Kerr. He's got three championships right now. If you can tell by watching this Warriors team that they're not done, that it wouldn't surprise me at all if this uh, group of guys won another won another couple, and he's all Steve Kerr's already been named one of the fifteen greatest coaches of all time, and again I don't see that stopping anytime soon because he gets it, and they've been able to replenish the team and they've been able to build uniquely in that you bring in, you've obviously got Steph Curry getting a little bit older, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, so what do you do? You draft Jordan Poole who turns out to be a borderline NBA all-star. Uh, James Wiseman's a little bit of a, uh, a head-scratcher. Who knows what's going on with him? Jonathan Kaminga looks like he could be an all-star at some point. Moses Moody. You got a lot of different guys that can play there, and that's a big tip of the cap to Steve Kerr. Also, you look at this team, 
you don't really have many journeymen. So you wonder, all right, are they really using Rock Auto? But here's the thing. Rock Auto is fantastic for whatever course of life you want to take, whether you're just living in the city, you're driving around. John Schuster will swear by Rock Auto. Rock Auto is where you need to be. It's where you can get all the best parts at the cheapest prices, and they've got everything. Let's take a quick break. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, so now you look at it. It's probably going to be the Phoenix Suns against the uh, Golden State Warriors, where if you're a U of A fan, something has to give. Um, the Warriors are just a fun team, mainly because of Steve Kerr and how they play. The Suns have always been my favorite, but with the Suns, you always feel that something could happen at some point, and that's never ideal. Um, I'm going to pick the Warriors to come out of the West. I would be more than okay, though, if the Warriors did not come out of the West and if it was the Phoenix Suns. That's my pick for you right there. Um, either way, you got a dog in the fight coming out of the West. I would be very surprised if the Mavericks or the Grizzlies were able to make that next move. All right. We talked last week about Cedric Dempsey and his impact on the U of A. I wanted to dive a little bit more into that uh, next show, so we will be talking about that. But as always, thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.